You're listening to the God Guns Liberty Podcast with JC Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to the God Guns Liberty Podcast. This is J.C. Hall. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, J.C. Hall Global, at J.C. Hall Global on Instagram. You can find me there posting various things, irritating people. Uh, so today we're going to look at uh, just, just briefly this uh, video, one of several incidents that we've seen lately of preachers and uh, activists and different ones, primarily preachers or people quoting scripture, preaching, that sort of thing that I've seen uh, at events and being harassed <clears throat> by uh, by the police, allegedly. And this one day is just uh, last couple of days, comes out of Wisconsin and looks like uh, some event was going on at a park, a public park or Something of that sort, I guess. Uh, I don't know what kind of group it is, left left group or uh, or what it was. But there's clearly some young man with a microphone preaching, microphone and a speaker. And he is outside the fence of an event, what looks like a permitted reserved event in, in the park. And he's on the sidewalk. He's approached by uh, police officers. And you see, you'll see in the video. This is for for the for the sake of the folks listening to audio podcast to describe what we're going to see in the video. So the officer comes up uh, after we uh, hear the young man preaching a little bit, and the officer grabs the mic, uh, which is in the young man's hand. So you can see him, see him reach and grab specifically the microphone. Uh, he's there with several other policemen are are uh, are with him and sort of surrounding. <clears throat> this group and other people start to walk up and somebody's got their camera and filming. So a police officer grabs the mic. One of the young men says, what are you doing? And we can't hear quite what the policeman says. And you grabbed the mic. The young man says, no warning. You didn't give any warning. And he says, the police officer says, no, this is the one that we had inside something, something, something. And, uh, the response to the police officer is, yeah, that was in there, but now we're here. And you hear somebody say, they said we can speak. And one officer says, well, you can speak, but you can't use an amplified microphone. And uh, then there's, you know, you're these guys saying you're being thugs, tyrants. Uh, this is a civil rights violation. You're violating civil rights, selective enforcement, violating freedom of speech. You hear all this, uh, these comments from uh, from the people filming, people standing around. So I wanted to get my wife, constitutional attorney, Chris Ann Hall, to come in here and give us her analysis and her uh, thoughts on this incident. Uh, one of many but that have been popping up to, to say that, uh, you know, they're shutting down preachers while they're letting the left uh, do whatever they want. And, of course, uh, that that's certainly, <clears throat> we've certainly seen that. So my question is, what is going on in this particular case? 
who is right, who's wrong, um, and how can people be better equipped in dealing with these scenarios. So if, if I'm the street preacher, if I'm the activist, if, if I'm the protester, uh, let's assume I want to stay out of jail and I don't want to get ticketed, then what's, what's the best way, uh, what do we need to do, what do we need to know? Um, now, if you don't, you know, sometimes people protest for the purpose of um, provoking a reaction so that they, they can get arrested or uh, at least in some confrontation or discussion that they can capture on, on camera because they feel this is something that would bring visibility to their mes- message uh, and going to jail or getting fined is worth, uh, is, is worth you know, paying that paying that price. So some people do that on purpose, knowing they may be violating uh, some ordinance or some law, uh, but yet they feel there's a higher, higher purpose and reason to do that. So, um, you know, that happens in this case on the video that that we're going to watch in a second and hear from Chris Ann. In this case, it doesn't seem they're willing to go to jail or be arrested. They were, they were declaring that this, what the officers are doing is a, violation of their freedom of speech and a civil rights violation. So let's take a look at the video and then hear what Dr. Hall has to say. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What is the problem? What are you doing? What are you doing? You didn't give any warning. You just grabbed the mic. Oh, this is the same one that we had in here. Yeah, that was in there. It was not out here. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? You didn't give any warning. They said we can speak out here on the sidewalk freely. You can speak, but there's no amplification. Nobody told us that. What are you doing? How come there's no amplification? Hey, you guys are acting like thugs, man. You're acting like straight up thugs. Hey, you're, you're, you're taking away my He has every right to be out here engaging in speech. He has every right to be out here engaging in speech. There's cars driving by with their radios playing. That's amplified sound. People are standing out here with radios. That's amplified sound. The ordinance has to do with a decibel gauge. You don't just get to pick and choose which amplification you like and which you don't. That's selective enforcement of the law. That's discrimination on the basis of speech. That's what you all just did. Content-based discrimination. All right, so we have Chris Ann Hall here with us, constitutional attorney. Uh, Welcome. Thank you. My wife, Chris Ann Hall. Uh, Now, you you worked for a First Amendment law firm, Mm -hmm. and you... You defended street preachers, so so people right. just like this were your clients mm-hmm. in various situations. As you you traveled around the country, you know went went in the courtroom when uh, preachers were they, they tried to have them arrested, they were right. fined, uh, you know whatever it is, where they found themselves in a situation where um, they felt like you know they they weren't being allowed to do what they were allowed to do, or you know have their rights violated. So. So you have lots of experience with this, hands-on experience, these situations. So um, let's, let's talk about just first off what happened, what we see in this. 
So somebody here's, as I said, was in Wisconsin mm-hmm. preaching. Cops come up, try to stop them, uh, stop them from whatever they're doing, uh, and they sort of argue back, resist. Looks like the guy gets at least uh, taken into custody. Uh, I don't know what what happens after this, but what do you see happening in this video? Well, I think it's from a legal perspective, I can I can tell that this is not the first encounter the police have had with these individuals. So these individuals were already uh, removed from a situation using amplification from another location. Right, because the officer comes up, grabs specifically grabs the microphone that Mm -hmm. that the young man was speaking into uh and he says you know what are you doing uh you couldn't hear the officer's response you you just grab it and the kid says you just grab the mic with no warning uh he says no this is the one we had inside Mm -hmm. and you can't quite hear the rest he goes no but that was over there you know this is out here so it gives clear indication that they were already inside what appeared to be a, a fenced off probably permitted event in the, right. in a public park or something like that. Uh, so they were apparently inside with this amplification, then came out just outside uh, the little fenced area and were using the amplification. And so this appears, as you said, uh, to be a second contact. Right, exactly. So what we have is a situation where the warnings in the eyes of the officers uh, there's already been warning given. Right. And I want to make sure that we understand something here. I'm not, uh, I, I am not pro-law enforcement. I'm not anti-law enforcement. We are here to talk about the law. We're talking about the right to freedom of speech. But we also understand that those, our rights operate, as our founder said, under the laws of liberty. The laws of liberty says that you have a right as long as your right doesn't bump into someone else's rights. And that's why every municipality has an amplification ordinance. So the- because you have to be able to speak, yes, and freedom of speech and amplification should be something that you have the ability to use. But the ordinances ensure that you do not, in the legal term, is interfere with the quiet enjoyment of the surrounding community. You can, and, and as the man argued, well, these cars are driving by and people well, are... Well, first, to, to your point there about mm-hmm. amplification, the, the, uh, the young man or perhaps the man behind the video camera says, they said we could speak out here. And then the officer to the right says you can speak but not uh an amplified microphone yes not so with this is about the amplification mm-hmm. right not about well i mean let's just say uh, looking at the actions of the officers mm-hmm. there was seems to be no indication this had to do with the content of the speech as the person was arguing right well exactly and you, the attorney, well, you're going to have a hard time finding a civil rights attorney to take a case like this from the beginning because every attorney that does what I do specializes in free speech and, and in civil rights will tell you uh, it is, and this is the crazy thing, JC, this is, we have a whole, we had a whole program, we have a whole program that teaches people how to engage in the exercise of their free speech and not get arrested, right? Right. So what we have to understand is rule number one, if you're going to be exercising speech in a public place, 
guess what? Your, you have the obligation to know the, the municipal ordinances right. that, that are involved in so that. So almost every municipality, well, probably every municipality, every municipality. has a, some sort of sound, sound. ordinance. Mm-hmm. And when you're out there using amplification, you would normally have to get a permit. And this informs you about the decibel levels and The decibel sort of levels and the times, right? Mm-hmm. We were just in Philadelphia, and there was a protest that was happening on the event that we were there. Right. And they were using amplification. Right. This was a, a, you know, a leftist organization. Right outside our hotel. Room. Right outside <laughs> our hotel, using amplification. The police were there, and they got a permit, to use the amplification, and the police said, don't worry, at 2 o'clock, yep. they're yeah, done. It was like sometime in the evening. I forget yeah. the time. because or 7 o'clock or something. It, yeah. it, was, tw- it was in the evening because it was very – it was loud. It was a, it was annoying. Um, but they had the permit and they had the, the right to be in that location. And what and, was and interesting, it was like at that time, 6.59, boom, boom, nothing. They left. They left. Um, because, because of the sound ordinance. Like if they were there when it was time for me to go to sleep – that's why I actually pulled, I literally pulled up the ordinance yeah, yeah. <laughs> for Philadelphia to look at it because I was, in my mind, I'm thinking, I can't sleep through this stuff. These people can't be out here in the middle of the night. I need to find out, you know, what what are their rights? Like, what are the limitations? And I looked it up. So every municipality has some and sort of sound ordinance. So Your testimony, JC, is precisely why. Because it's the quiet enjoyment of the people around. It has nothing to do with content of speech and free speech and, and all of that. It's it's about liberty. It's about respecting the rights of the people around you while you engage in your own rights. Now, there's a So you would advise uh, activists, protesters, preachers like this, you, you know, you need to be informed of the ordinance as far as yes. limits on sound amplification use. Right. Um, if you don't want, if you don't want this hassle. Now we know some people like to do that. I'm not yeah, saying they just these like guys, to get arrested. I'm not saying these guys yeah, do, yeah. but you, you, you actually had preachers oh, yeah. in your experience, uh, who poked the bear on purpose. They knew they weren't supposed to have amplification or various other things that they would do, not just amplification, but they would do a lot of things because they knew the ordinance. Maybe they, maybe they didn't agree with the ordinance, which is another topic, but you can't argue right. like here, who's right. Who's wrong and why? Well, first off, if you're going to engage in free speech activity, I would beg you to actually understand what are the limits of private and public property. A lot of people don't understand the limits of private public property. The parking lot of Walmart is private property. You don't have a right to free speech there. Public sidewalks, public parks, you have a right to free speech there. Within the confines of the noise ordinances and whether someone has actually contracted to have that area. So if you go to a public park and somebody has contracted to have a pavilion, reserve that pavilion for a birthday party, right? Let's just say random birthday party. You don't have a right to free speech in that pavilion simply because it's a public park because those people are using it as a private function. So if a group has, they have a permanent reservation, however mm-hmm. however that works in that city or area. So we've reserved the park. We have an event at this time and they have a stage and microphones right. and they're doing their thing. Um, you know, that it it's, it's almost in, in principle, it's as if that is their private property for that moment, that, that right. area for that specified period of time. Now, outside that area, 
on public property, you still have free speech. Now, here's the other thing, though, that, that, see, this is why you really need people who want to do this and who don't want to get arrested. You need to take the time to learn the facts. So if the city is having a 4th of July event, okay, that's not a private entity, right? That's the city having a 4th of July event. Then you have free speech to move around within the noise ordinances. And so... You need to know what the limits are. You need to know the definition between private and public property. And you need to take the time to pull the ordinances. And I always tell people, pull the ordinances on noise amplification. If they say you have to have a permit for certain decibels, then get the permit whether you think you're going to get the decibel level or not. And then make the investment and get a decibel lead a meter. Because if you're going to go out there and get arrested for something like violating the, the noise ordinance, okay, then do your lawyer a favor and actually have a decibel meter and be, be monitoring your decibels so we can actually defend you. There's no defense in this whatsoever. Screaming uh, content discrimination, screaming violation of free speech is not going to give me a defense for you when I know for fact that the ordinance requires a permit for amplification and you haven't even done it, right? You And there's no decibel meter there. You don't know what your decibels are. You don't know how they're carrying and decibels are me- measured not just simply at the microphone, but how far away right, they're being Right, in the ordinance it will, tell, it will say about the a ordinance tells certain you all distance of that. at this level... Whatever. If you don't want to get a permit, at least have the ordinance printed and hand it to the officers so they know you've done your research. You know what you're talking about. But these guys obviously did not do their research. They didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, when we, we have a decimal, like at the church when mm-hmm. they do stuff, we literally have a decimal decibel meter you know, on hand. On hand, to yes. To say, no, we're we're no louder than we're supposed to be, you know. And it's we, not we, we an expensive up. piece of if equipment. If it is harassment. Because so, it could, yeah. I mean, sometimes it could be. Sometimes so it could be. So let me throw a monkey wrench in here. Uh, if, let's say, there's some previous occasion, let's let's say in this location, this same police department, uh, there's, there's a, a leftist or some Satanist group or whatever there, and they have amplification, and then they had not, they didn't say anything to them, the police were present, and they let them do whatever they want to do. Does that change anything about this scenario right here? Well, that's that's sort of a different kind of question, but the reality is, remember, remember that scene in uh, A Few Good Men where Tom Cruise says, it doesn't matter what I believe, it matters what I can prove, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to use past actions of police as proof of current content discrimination, you'd better have documented proof that they did not enforce, right? You can't say, well, I bet, and I saw it, and I was there. No, you better have a video where the police are not enforcing. You better have knowledge. You better have records that they didn't pull a permit because you don't, when you're using amplification, it's not like a building permit. You're not posting your permit. It's on file, and the police say, hey, we got these amplification being used. Can you check with the city records? Yes, there's a permit filed. It, that's how that works. So if you want to use past actions to prove current content discrimination, then you'd better have clear, concrete evidence that can be supported and admitted into court. So 
One one more question about this. Um, I think the guy behind the camera made is the one that made the comment. You're, you're, well, several made the comment. You're acting like thugs, mm-hmm. tyrants, something like that. So, um, yeah, that doesn't help so, anybody. So, so looking at this, <clears throat> one could say, I, I don't know if you would say this or somebody could say the the officers were being overzealous or they didn't handle it, whatever. That's a different thing from them violating right. some civil right. Right. So did they, did it look like, I mean, anybody can sort of throw their opinion out of this. Did <laughs> yeah. it look like they could hand, the, the police could have handled it differently? I mean, what did you see as far as the behavior of these officers? Okay, so what I saw, and this is in my professional experience, right, is that officers were frustrated that they were having to deal with this and these people again. Okay, so when you have a situation where officers from, from what we've seen, from we don't know that right. for a fact, but it seems well, the there seems to be the conversation seems to indicate they both both sides agreed that they were inside. Yes. Now they're outside. Yes. So this from all appearances, I haven't heard anything after this. It seems like this was second contact. Yes. So at least second contact. OK, so I will agree that the officers could have handled this differently. I think that grabbing the microphone, even though that was an indication that their argument was about the amplification itself. It was still a bit provocative. It, it was a provocative. It was violating their personal space. And in the same but respect... But not unusual, by the way. No, no. Uh, well, not unusual, but not necessary, because right. we've seen plenty of con- uh, citizen contact in this case where officers have not encroached on somebody's private space, so officers, and people were able to talk through so it. So on the officer's side, mm-hmm. they could have done better. Look, yep. go, go up. Listen, it's clear you don't understand the right. sound amplification limits. Explain. Go to City Hall. It. Pull them up online. You know, I, I, an officer doesn't have... I, I would suggest to officers, you don't have a responsibility, you don't have a duty, and please don't try to explain the law to people. That's not your job, okay? Don't do that. Simply explain to them where they can find the law, right? You can go online and get this ordinance. You can go to City Hall and get this ordinance. You go to clerk's office, apply for a permit. Uh, you can do that. But right now, today, because you don't have this permit, we can't let you do this here. So basically, all you have to do, and this is what the officer should say, all you have to do right now is just simply unplug the mic. You can go about what you're doing, just unplug the mic. Now, there's a responsibility, and this is part of what I teach when I teach how to engage in free speech, right, is you don't have to get arrested to make the argument that your rights were violated, by the way. Let's just be clear. The very fact of shutting you down and making you go somewhere else, especially having it on video, that's all we need to bring a civil rights suit if it's a legitimate, clear content discrimination. But you muddy the waters you make with the sound amplification issue. Well, I'm just, right? you, they, they make it harder for you. Well, with that. I'm just saying in any situation, okay. we're going to put okay. aside the amplification, Okay. You don't have to get arrested. Some people think they have to get arrested in order to file a civil rights lawsuit. Gotcha. You don't have to get arrested. And I'm going to tell you, please don't. 
Because when you get arrested, that makes things difficult. Because now what I've got now is a situation where they're not being arrested for violating the ordinance on amplification. They're being arrested because they're resisting this lawful command because the lawful command is based on the ordinance. You you heard that come out of the officer's mouth, which they they say that stuff. They say it all the time. It's not always legitimate. But live to fight another day, guys. You can take... Your stuff, and it, when you have it on video, you don't have to get arrested. Just the mere fact that a government agent steps in and stops your free speech is enough for us to bring a lawsuit for content discrimination if it actually exists. Well, the bad thing in this situation, you do have it on video. Yeah. What you have on video is the officer, you know, telling him, stop, grabbing the microphone. Him not surrendering that microphone, pulling, but he continues to pull it, hold mm-hmm. it, pull it. So uh, you sit before a jury, the jury could look at that and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was resisting. There it is on the video. So Right. And the, and the threshold for resisting without violence is very, very low. It's, uh, it's a misdemeanor. The threshold for proving it is very low. Was there a lawful command? Yes, there was a lawful command because they were violating the noise ordinance. So if you want clicks and exposure... This, this is well done. Yeah. If, uh, if, if you don't want to go to jail or you don't want to get a fine, uh, th- they did not do – this is not how you do it. Right? I mean – Right. No. If you want to go to jail, you want to get fined, okay. this is and how you do let's it. Let's be very clear because uh, there's conflations of terms that happen here. The guy says the guy's driving down the street with his car radio. Okay, yeah, that's not you. the same thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's not the same thing as being stationary in a place where people can't escape from you, Mm, right? Because that's why noise ordinances exist. Again, the legal term is peaceful and quiet enjoyment of your personal surroundings, right? Mm -hmm. You have created a captive audience with the people whose businesses and homes are, are... locked into that place they cannot escape now you can cite vehicles for noise ordinance violation which happens it Mm -hmm. actually happens the fact that you don't see it happen in this case doesn't defend your violation of the ordinance but to what you to your point you usually see that if they're parked in a parking lot or they're in a neighborhood or something like that the other thing I'm watching on social media because this is this particular video is going all over social media. So there's JC if I could have mm-hmm. if it's okay Go with you. It. I want there's two things that I want to address about this, okay? Comments in the social media about this are, well, you can you can be naked and and wag your junk in front of kids, but if you want to preach the gospel, you get arrested for using a microphone. Can we just sort of logically look at that and realize that these are two different things? Just two different things. I'm not saying one is more egregious than other, right? I'm, I'm certainly not saying that. These are two different things. So in law, if you're going to argue rights and you're going to argue law, then you must be specific in your arguments and not conflate these things. They don't even come on the same so scale. So you have to compare apples and apples. Yeah, you have to compare noise ordinances with noise ordinance violations. The fact that somebody's wagging their junk yeah. is not the same you, thing. Which you're saying, 
yeah, you may have a point. You may have a point. But that's not a that that's not a legal argument that's no. going to help you. No, that is not. And, and you're gonna, not going to justify your, your actions. Your lawyer is definitely yeah. not going to be using these legal arguments. Right. And so this is what happens when we get social media. Yeah, it's, it, l- it's like political commentary on. versus right. this, this exactly. is this is a legal situation. Right. 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 Um, and don't and that's it. Don't confuse political commentary yeah. with legal argument. Please don't. Because the selective enforcement and and you know them letting the left run wild. Yeah, that, all that. That's true. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you didn't you're not violating the sound ordinance. Right, exactly. You you still exactly. are. Yep. They can they wave their junk and the left doesn't care and so many police don't care. That's absolutely true. Um you you're violating sound ordinance. That's also true in this case. Mm-hmm. So the second thing that I really feel heavy on my heart to address here is the negative feedback circle of information that is promulgated by the misinformation and miseducation that's given by these videos and the social media discussion that happens. So what you have are uh, people who, who have good intentions, who are genuinely disturbed, who, are, who want people to have free speech, who simply are misinformed, miseducated, and then sort of frenzied in the wrong direction Mm -hmm. to a consequence that actually causes people to go out there and make the arguments like these guys did and get arrested. So they'll do the same thing just just because of the social media frenzy. Because of the social media frenzy and the platforms that are pushing this, this is, oh, this is a violation of rights. So the next thing you know is you have people going out, doing the same thing to, to maybe provoke a response so they can say, it's my rights, it's my free speech. And we're actually encouraging people to go out and ignorantly violate their and, their, and, and, and ignorantly violate the law. So is that making sense? Yes. So, so the platforms need to be doing what we're doing here, saying, "Look, this is what freedom of speech looks like." <laughs> I promise you, many are going to be angry at us. I don't because we're because ex- I don't want you to get arrested. We're explaining the legitimacy of. The ordinance, the law, who's in the right? It's not the guy okay. with the speaker. And so they're going to get upset with us because we're not, oh, these, these bunch of uh, jack-booted thug Gestapo cops are trying to shut down the gospel. Meanwhile, okay. the same people who are angry that they're trying to shut down the gospel are out there arguing that those same officers should be shutting down the pride parade. Okay, so anyway, what I'm trying to say here is this. Look. Which they should, in my opinion. So here's what we, well, I mean, if the Pride Parade is not wagging junk and they're not. Yeah, yeah, right, not the I'm parade saying, in and of itself. Right, but exactly. You shouldn't be allowed the to activity wave in your individuals, indecencies around. Right. Individuals are accountable. Parades are not accountable. Right. Let's just be clear about that. So here's the thing, Right. We need more platforms that will educate people on their rights and how to exercise their rights without violating legitimate ordinances, okay? There are illegitimate ordinances, and we fight them all the time. That's what I was going to ask you. So are sound ordinances 
like this is that legitimate? Sound, is this something people should sound, fight against? Yes. Sound ordinances are legitimate ordinances because they def- they defend the f- the right of free enjoyment of private property from a intrusion. Intrusion. It's it, you said it so earlier. It's, like, it's like a trespass. Yeah. The sound is trespassing into my property. I am a captive audience and I cannot stop this sound from trespassing into my property. So someone, you know, uh, someone stand on the sidewalk. Let's say you, your house was close to a sidewalk. Yes. Someone stand on the sidewalk with a bullhorn uh, at 930 at night. Right. Uh, reciting the preamble. Right. And John three sixteen over and over again. That would be a violation. Now let me let me be very clear here, because this is about private quiet enjoyment. There are plenty of people, and I'm one of them, who can project their voice without amplification. Indeed. And that would also be a violation of noise ordinance, because it's about. Quiet enjoyment and and trespassing into someone else's property, right? Your right to that space, your right to that enjoyment. Thomas Paine made the comment. So it's where rights collide. Where rights collide. So these these sound ordinances are trying to, um, uh, what do you call it, not negotiate. Balance. uh, Balance these boundaries between multiple individuals' rights. And here's the thing. If we're actually fighting for liberty, if we're actually fighting for free speech, then in order to do that, we must defend the rights of the people we don't even agree with. We have to defend everyone's rights. And Thomas Paine made this comment, and I'm sort of paraphrasing. He said, uh, if you want to defend your liberty, you must even defend your enemy from oppression for the precedent you create will come back on you. So what I see all too often in civil rights realm, and it's not a left or right thing, right? It's just a civil rights thing. People will want leniency, will want latitude for the expression of their rights while they'll want strict enforcement for the people they don't agree with, right? So what we have to understand on the side of those who love the Constitution, who love America, who love liberty, we have to be the ones that are most respectful of other people's rights because we are the ones that actually profess to want to defend and uphold these rights. I think that's that's the uh, genesis of these social media rants is because people's nerves are raw yeah. on this issue because we do look around and see selective enforcement right. uh, of these issues and permissiveness of one particular direction of ideology and and strict enforcement against the other. So I, I think that's why you see there's just sort of this emotional reaction uh, against this stuff. But, but JC... So anyway, I'm, no, glad you, I'm glad no, you're here to In no civilized society... Is it ever a justification for breaking the law that someone else is breaking it? Right. Right? That's you don't get to go to court and say, well, they're breaking the law. Why are you doing Well, that's this actually for how me? I mean so, that's how the manipulators uh, slowly erode the system exactly. itself. Exactly. You know, you exactly. present a big enough crisis, get people irritated enough, then then 
you know, and give them a boogeyman and an enemy, and you start, you know, allowing uh, all of your enemy's rights to be violated, every every brutal thing to be done to your enemy. M- meanwhile, what you don't understand, you're setting all these precedents and giving over all this power for the same to be done uh, to, to be done to you when the tables turn, and and just eroding. You know the general rule of law, which is the whole goal now, in, in the first place. I know that you are highly educated on the revolutionary anarchist movement and their efforts and desire to destabilize. Right. So, what we as the general population, and I say the general population of liberty lovers, constitutional defenders, must realize is that when we allow our frustration to kick us over to that level of uh, I'm going to justify my wrong by their wrong. You're actually playing into that revolutionary anarchist plan by promoting the disruption of law, by promoting the destabilization of society, by not oh, not upholding the rights of each other. The moral background here, the moral obligation is that we must be respective of other people's rights, sometimes even to the extent that we're willing to say, okay, what can I do to maintain my free exercise of rights while respecting other people? And so what we have to do is be the ones that are dedicated to peaceful protest. And let's just be clear. Peaceful doesn't just mean I'm not punching you in the face. Mm -hmm. Peaceful means I'm respecting your rights to not be trespassed by my protest as a citizen, right? Now that's, sometimes these things get complicated. I don't want to open up a can of worms. That's different if you're a public official and that sort of thing, right? But the general public needs to be able to well, hear you and receive you and not be put off by you because you're being obnoxious and you're being loud and you're violating their space. Because if you want to convince and convert others, then you're going to have to reach them at their level. Now, I'm not saying, because I read Desperate Sons and I know how our founders, some of our founders worked. I'm not saying Obnoxious and loud has its place. Obnoxious and loud (laughs) has its place. I'm not saying that. But in this, if you're preaching the gospel, if you're trying to reach people with the gospel of Christ, you're not going to reach, well, let me put it this way, you're going to eliminate a large segment of the lost population by being obnoxious and getting arrested. Well, I think it's very, I mean, this was easy. I mean, just don't use the speaker in the microphone. Or go get a permit. I mean, yeah, or that. So... So um, what should have happened, JC, is this. That, it doesn't have to be that complicated. What should have happened was, and this is everybody fulfilling their role with, with respect uh, for each other and respect for others. Mm. The officer should have come up and said, um, you know, we talked to you inside already. Uh, you've moved out here, but you need to understand that you cannot use this amplification here. Then the other people would have said, well, nobody told us that. Well, I'm informing you now. Uh, you cannot use amplification out here because we have a sound ordinance. If you want to learn more about that, you can go online. You can go to the clerk's office. They'll be happy to give you a copy. 
At that point, the people using the sound amplification should have said, well, thank you. We now know uh, we won't use our sound right now. Is it, you know, we're going to continue to speak because the officer said you can speak. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to go ahead and continue to stand here and, and speak and deliver our message without the amplification. And uh, it, maybe we'll come back See tomorrow. Where it goes from there. Maybe we'll come back tomorrow with a permit. Mm -hmm. Nobody would have had to get arrested. Nobody would have been removed because seriously, if it's about the message, don't you want to keep the message going? Because you said before, if it's about being arrested, then it's about being arrested. Yep. Don't try to come to me. Look, yeah, don't say, come to me. If you're respectful and get a permit, then you don't have a viral video. Yeah, right. Exactly. But here's the thing. I'm a civil rights attorney. Don't come to me and try to blow smoke up my skirt telling me it's all about my free speech message and people deserve to hear this message. If your entire motivation is just simply to get arrested, okay? Just say, hey, I want to push the envelope. I did this. They arrested me. Let's go after that. I can respect you for that, right? I can respect you for that. But if it's about the message, I'm going to tell you how to get your message out without getting arrested. And if that's what's important to you, if the gospel's important to you, if your message is important to you, then you need to speak your message with respect to other people's rights at the same time. All right. Okay, one more. I said one more. Here's one more. Um, devil's advocate. Uh, Christian, I thought you were the non-compliant lady. So you're just saying we get a permit, comply. Non-compliance is not about lawlessness, okay? Let's just be very clear. Non-compliance is about non, not complying with lawless ordinances, lawless laws, lawless orders. Non-compliance is not the authority to choose which laws you want to follow and which ones you don't want to follow. Peaceful non-compliance is about knowing the difference between a lawful law and a lawless law and refusing to be lawless by complying with a lawless law and by standing up for your rights, for your God's gifts of liberty, by refusing to comply with laws that are lawless. That's what this is about. It, it requires you to follow the law when the laws are good, to follow the law when those laws are justified by our rights to each other. It's just very simple. It's why I describe liberty is not freedom. Liberty is freedom plus morality. The morality of understanding, hey, I'm created in the image of God. I'm created free. I am free to do whatever I want, but I choose to not do some things because those things are wrong. Okay? It's about self-governance. Because here's the bottom line, JC. If you don't govern yourself, you will be governed. That's Amen. how society works. So uh, this is about knowing the difference and this is not about lawlessness. So, yes, I wholly and completely endorse peaceful noncompliance to lawless orders, lawless, unconstitutional laws and orders. But if, in this case, the noise ordinances are justified, and I don't believe that's just because the Supreme Court said so, okay? Because I believe under the law, I know under the laws of liberty that... Uh, noise ordinances are justified. You have a you have a right to enjoy your yes. space without intrusion. Right, without me trespassing on you. And that's what noise ordinances do. That's Prevent right. 
or discourage trespass. Yep, they dis- they discourage trespass of your person on someone else's property, whether right. that voice be your person or your body being your person. Well, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, constitutional attorney Chris Ann Hall. We appreciate your perspective and your analysis. Um, you. I just wanted to have you on in in this uh, on this this topic so that people could be uh, properly informed and and prepared. Most people. Uh, would rather not be fined or go to jail. They they want to get their message out without doing that. There are uh, some that you know do this to promote the message to get visibility, which is fine if that's your if that's what the uh, you know what the strategy is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have a problem with that. There, you know, I mean, even the left radicals and different they call it, what do they call it direct direct engagement okay. stuff like that. So I mean, that's a different thing. Well, but me, then you have to be willing to go to jail. Like that's why they all they have their lawyers and they raise funds and all that. If you want to go to jail, break the law because you feel like that justifies some higher purpose of what you're doing. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. did that. Yes, okay, that's, so I was about to say that. There's a place for that. Marching down the streets in Selma, right. they knew they were going to be arrested. They prepared to be arrested, but they used the arrest as a platform yeah. to get the message out. That's why I said if your purpose in exercise is to get arrested, yeah. then Go tell me it. as your attorney. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. But don't try to tell me it's all about my so, free speech. So, yeah, that's, so that's the discussion I wanted to have, bring you on because, you know, you know, what, what I heard is you're violating, this is a civil rights violation. That's a different issue. That's if you want to get arrested, then you yeah. understand this is not a civil rights violation. I'm just getting arrested because of whatever. Um, so I wanted to address that issue. Is this a civil rights violation? If you don't want to be in this situation, uh, what do you do right. and, and, and why? So thank you for that insight analysis from your years of experience of dealing with these uh, with situations exactly like this. You've, yep. you've walked these streets many, many times uh, over the years. And uh, so I thought I, I felt like that's valuable because you're not just somebody with an Instagram account just talking. Uh, so Thank anyway, <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks for being here. And uh, thank you guys for being here. God bless. Take it easy. I'm JC and I'm out.